Good evening, Central Park Baptist Church. Good evening to y'all. How are we doing this evening? We doing well? Amen and amen. Amen. Well, what we'd like for, for us to do at this time, if you're able to rise, we'd like for you to turn to uh, the book of Psalm, Psalm 25. Turn to the book of Psalm, Psalm 25, in your King James Bible. We're going to sing Unto Thee, O Lord. This is a, 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 psalm, uh, a hymn. It's uh, not in our hymnals, but it is in our Bible. And uh, Unto Thee, O Lord, is the first two verses of Psalm 25. First two verses of Psalm 25. We're going to have the men lead, and we'll have the ladies echo the men. Amen? Okay, it's going to be a lot of fun singing out the Bible. Amen? Okay, un Unto thee, O Lord. Ladies, just echo the men, all right? Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Oh, my God, I trust in thee. Everyone. Uh, let me not be ashamed, let not my enemies triumph over me. Amen. So we all got it now? Amen. So let's start it from the top. Let's sing it again. Uh, unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. sing it straight out the Bible. Amen. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come unto you this uh, evening, Father. Father, just thanking you, Lord, for bringing us to this uh, point, Lord, uh, of, of time, Lord, where we come to worship you during this midweek worship. <laughs> Father, we just pray, Lord, you be with our pastor as he brings forth the message you've placed upon his heart. Be with all of your uh, beloved people, Lord, who are here tonight, Father, that they may uh, receive what uh, you have uh, given the pastor to impart uh, with this congregation. And, Lord, we just uh, give you all the glory and honor for it. It is in the name of Jesus we do pray. Amen and amen. As you may be seated, you can turn to your hymnals now to hymn 497. Hymn 497. Hymn 497. I believe we're going to be talking about Daniel tonight. So... Let's dare to be a Daniel, amen? I believe we'll do all verses of him, 497. Sing along. I stand thing by our purpose true, heeding God's command. Honor them, the faithful, through all hail to Daniel's band. Dare to be a Daniel, dare to stand alone. A purpose for there to make it known. Verse 2 Many mighty men are lost, daring 
running Daniel's band. Dare to be a Daniel. Dare to stand alone. Dare to have a purpose firm. Dare to make it known. A many giants, great and tall, stalking through the land. Banner high on to victory grand. Satan and his host defy and shout for Daniel's grand. Dare to be a Daniel, dare to stand alone, dare to have a purpose firm, dare to make it known. Amen. Um, uh, does anybody need a prayer list? Everybody have one? If you do not have one, raise your hand. Brother John will get you one. Uh, keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. Or Brother Aaron will get you one. Keep your hand up. Do you have the prayer list? Where are they? Okay. Uh, we're going to go get you one. Okay. Get, we'll, while they're going to get the prayer list, <laughs> uh, let me um, remind, please do not forget now, uh, pray for Saturday morning uh, for uh, men's soul winning, but but we're not going to go out soul winning per se. But we we brother uh, Wu Jin got his um, all of the uh, Korean information in, and we got about a thousand of those that we need to do our best to hand them out Saturday. So uh, we need your help, and that's at nine thirty uh, this coming Saturday. So. Uh, please come. Uh, they've already got the places mapped out. Some of them go back to where H Mart, I think it is again. Brother Choi was out uh, this afternoon uh, handing out some more. And uh, so please, uh, we need your help to come and do that. Also, uh, a special uh, prayer request for uh, Brother uh, Wu Jin. I want you to please pray for him as we're working on his visa. And uh, Brother uh, Marco spoke with uh, uh, Jonathan Gibbs today for, at the Christian Law Association, and he has uh, recommended an attorney for us to talk to for Brother Wu Jin. And, and, you know, because, in, and I'm glad we talked to him because we turned in some, uh, an application, but as with the government, <clears throat> we sent all of the information in with it, but they sent back the application saying they didn't get it. So uh, that's government work. Uh, but the attorney, that the Christian Law Association we talked, uh, Brother Marco talked to, told us not to turn anything in until we talked to this attorney. He specializes in immigration visas, and uh, we want to make sure that we get the right one. Right now, uh, Brother Wu Jin, he cannot go back to South Korea. If he goes back, he can't come back. He's got to start the visa process all over again. And, uh, and so he's on a student visa, and we're trying to 
upgrade that so that it's not a student visa because if he starts a Korean church, we want him to stick around. Amen. A student visa is only good for between two and five years, and then you got to do the process all over again. So we're trying to do this right, and the uh, attorney told us today that uh, uh, we want to make sure we get it right because if we mess it up, then we not only mess up the this, but we mess him up. Uh, yeah, a long time is what uh, the attorney said. So, uh, so we're going to reach out to them this week. We've got until all, uh, the middle of October to get everything done, but we don't want to wait. Uh, so we need you to pray for him uh, that we get this done because, again, we, we've got to get it right. And uh, so I'm thankful. And this, this attorney, he specializes in this, in, in helping churches and helping uh, young men like Brother Wujin uh, start churches and start ministries inside of churches, and uh, like for the Korean folks. And so I'm I'm glad. We just, I mean, we got a good start. And uh, so please pray. We need to pray that they do this. Uh, we'd like for them to do it pro bono. Uh, if not, as close to that as we can possibly get. So uh, please, you, I want you to please put him on there and uh, pray uh, for this visa process. And, and we, we may even be trying for the wrong one. Right now we're working on a religious visa. We may need to go ahead and do something different. So this is where uh, the attorney comes in. So please pray with us about that. Also pray with uh, Brother Wujin as uh, this Sunday is our first Sunday uh, for the Korean worship service. And uh, so I'm excited for him. And uh, they, they started their ESL class last night, and they had, uh, I believe it was five, and uh, there's supposed to be more that comes uh, the next week when they do that again. So, uh, I mean, that's a, and, it, and he's pointing, he's already uh, preaching to them in ESL class. Amen. 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 You know, it, that's what preachers do. They preach. Amen. And so, not only that, but we know he's going to tell them the truth, so. Uh, but anyway, but uh, that's a good thing as well. So just keep praying for uh, Brother Wujin and the immigration status and also his uh, the first Sunday for the Korean ministry this week, all right? Uh, and again, I'll remind you, please don't forget to pray for or to be here Saturday to go out and help us pass out some flyers for the uh, Korean service Sunday. Uh, also, I want you to add to the prayer uh, sheet, if you would, please, uh, Pastor Paul Sharon. He's the... The, uh, the pastor that helps us with our air conditioner work here on the church. Uh, his daughter is at the hospital, and uh, she's had uh, twins premature. They're about 31 weeks, and uh, they are at the hospital right now. They're doing okay, uh, but please put them on your prayer sheet, okay? Uh, and uh, so there are just some special requests, and I know that there's others tonight. Unspoken request tonight. If you have an unspoken rate, please raise your hand. Uh, please remember all of these, and I know there's others, but these are just some special requests. Please continue to pray for Miss Brenda. It's good to see her tonight. Her arm. Uh, pray for uh, all of our folks that that are not feeling well, like uh, Brother Dennis, Miss Susie, Miss Cindy. Uh, uh, just keep all of these on on your prayer sheets and and uh, keep them in your prayers for uh, these special requests. Uh, also, don't forget, Sunday is our fifth Sunday singing. Uh, if you have not signed up, sign up. Uh, and, uh, and uh, I mean, I, Brother Marco's singing. I heard him practicing. He's doing a good job. 
<laughs> Amen. And uh, I mean, and so, uh, you know, uh, so if you'd like to sing a song, please see Brother uh, DeVito about that and hit, put your name on that list, but come prepared and uh, we're going to have a good time. But also remember, uh, we're, we're going to eat after service Sunday morning. Amen. Uh, you say, what are we going to eat? Whatever you bring. If you bring a loaf of bread, we're going to eat a loaf of bread and drink some water and swell up for dinner. Okay, we'll go out and heat and we'll be fine. But uh, whatever you bring, that's what we're going to eat. So please bring something and we'll, all, we'll put it out there on the table and we'll share it. Uh, so just cook for your family and then bring that and we'll have a time. Then when we get through eating, we'll come right back in here for uh, our fifth Sunday singing. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer and uh, we'll pray for these on our list tonight. And, and uh, also, again, remember our, uh, our offering. Dear Lord, we thank you, God, for... Uh, your goodness. Lord, I was uh, just thanking you this morning, oh Lord, and during my devotion, God, just thanking you for your your goodness, Lord. You, you're good to us, and Lord, even in times of sickness, God, you're good to us, and even in times, Lord, when, they're, when we're, uh, Lord, facing some trials and burdens, God, you're good to us, and, and uh, Lord, I'm thankful that it's, uh, Lord, you say, you told us that all blessings flow from the fingertips of Almighty God, and because you're a good God, and I'm thankful, Lord, that we serve a God who's a good God, who loves us, and uh, who cares for us, and God, as your children, we can reach out to you, Lord, and and uh, just lean on you, God, and ask you for help, and that's what we're doing tonight, Lord, and God, we have some folks, Lord, everybody practically that, that's here raised their hand about unspoken requests, and Lord, we lift them up in prayer and asking you, God, to please have your... Uh, perfect will in the lives of each of these per these unspoken requests. Lord, we pray a special prayer also for uh, God for Brother Wujin in, in our the first Sunday of our Korean service this week. Lord, I'm thankful for the opportunity that you've given Central Park and given to Brother Choi, Lord, to step out and, and uh, try to reach uh, Korean-speaking uh, people, Lord, with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm thankful, Lord, you sent uh, Brother Choi, Lord, here, uh, God, to, to do that. Lord, we've prayed, and we've asked you, God, for this for many years, and God, now you've supplied that need, and, and God, we just pray that, Lord, that you would open your arms of blessing, Lord, and, and I pray that this Sunday that they'll go beyond uh, the number that they've been praying for, God, and so, Lord, we just ask you for a, a special day, and help us, Lord, as, at Central Park to make uh, those folks feel welcome and at home here in this place. Uh, God, we also pray tonight for those that uh, have not been feeling well. Lord, we've still got some folks that are out tonight that uh, are sick, and we pray for them, asking you, God, to raise them up. Lord, I've spoke to several, and they're doing uh, much better today. And God, so I pray that you'd uh, lift them up and strengthen them, Lord, so that they'll be ready to be back in your house Sunday to worship. And pray, God, that you'd be with our special day on on why we give our children back to God. and. I pray that, uh, Lord, that you'd be with every parent that's coming, Lord, that uh, uh, wants to dedicate and give their child back to you. So, Lord, I pray, God, that you'd help us to have a uh, clear understanding of, of the meaning of this, Lord. And we, so we need you, dear Holy Spirit, to help us. And, uh, God, that you said that you'd bring us into that right understanding of your word. And so, Lord, I pray your blessings upon us Sunday. Help us as we pass out the flyer Saturday. I pray, God, that you'd help us have a good group of folks as we go out and and uh, spend some time Saturday morning putting these 
uh, flyers out for the ser Sunday service. Pray, God, that you would be with uh, Brother Paul and his daughter, Lord, as she's there in the hospital, has given birth, Lord, to two uh, twin little girls. And I pray that you're, uh, God, that you'd protect them, both the, the children and the mom, Lord, that you'd watch over them. And, and I pray, God, that you'd give Brother Paul and Miss Lisa, Lord, a, just a peace that passes all understanding. I pray that your dear Holy Spirit would, uh, God, just draw close to them and, that, God, that they'd realize that, God, that you've got this. And, Lord, everything's going to work out according to your perfect will. So, Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, we thank you, God, again for the privilege that you've given us to be in your house. And uh, I pray, God, that your hand will be upon us as we go into our Bible study here in just a little while. Bless us, Lord. Bless this offering. Uh, God, I pray that you bless the gift and the giver. Thanking you, God, for our people and their willingness to be givers to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ so that we might can reach the lost. Uh, God, both here and abroad, and we thank you for it, Lord, and we give you praise. Because it's in the name of Jesus we pray and ask all these things. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. For those of us who are able to rise, we'd like for you to rise and join us in singing this chorus of 542, hymn 542, hymn 542. Immediately after that, that I'd like for you to greet each other and then prepare for tonight's Bible study, hymn 542. Sing along. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood. Join us with Jesus as we travel this side. For I'm a part of the family, family. Let's sing that one more time. Let's sing that one more time. Amen. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood. Join us with Jesus as we travel this side. For I'm a part of the family, the family of God. Hey, man, please greet each other at this time. glad to be here say amen and we had a good time at the creation museum yesterday there was about 40 of us i think is that pretty close brother ron would did never counted but i think that's pretty close and uh we appreciate brother ron inviting us down and uh, man we had a great time and you ought to go it, it's 
uh, I talked to a preacher today, uh, Brother Ron, you'll be interested in this, that knew uh, the Morrises. And uh, he's uh, Brother uh, Stewart, who's president over at uh, the college where Brother Kevin goes. And I was asking him about, and I said, I, I don't know a lot about uh, uh, Henry Morris. And he just went off and taught, started telling me about all of them, you know, and said that they were good quality. In fact, he told me, he said, you need to go get the hardback, uh, his hardback Bible. He said it's got a lot of good notes in it. So, uh, yeah, amen. And so um, I, live, I told him, I said, you know, I live way too close to that. Uh, because they sell a lot of books in there, <laughs> and that could cost me a lot of money. Uh, but uh, but it is a neat place and a quality place. Um, I didn't realize it was that close to the church, but it's it. I mean, you're probably 10, 15 minutes just if you take Luna Road right down there to Royal, right on the corner. And uh, just if you need any information about it, see Brother Ron. I'm telling you, he knows, and... Um, and if you're with Brother Ron, you don't even have to go in the front door. Amen. That's what I liked about it. He said, Preacher, come on, we don't have to go in there. We'll go over here. And I thought, man, I'm somebody, you know. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate Brother Ron uh, taking us up there, man. It, it is a neat place. You, you can't go and, and uh, go through there in a day. Uh, it's got a lot of neat stuff in there. Um, I took the opportunity to read some things while the folks were in one of the... Uh, uh, one of the theaters goes through creationism and stuff like that, but uh, uh, got a lot of good stuff. One thing, I'll just give you one deal. It had a big uh, globe like the earth, and it pictured the flood and what took place and what and uh, what it looked like during the water, and they went right along with script. It was just a neat thing to watch that and read scripture as it went through that. Uh, pretty, it, It's pretty neat, but there's a lot of stuff in there. I will tell you, you need to be careful if you're a little skittish. Need to be careful with about the uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex. He does get loud. <clears throat> I noticed a couple of our folks that were standing there talking to their kids, and that thing's right up here. And when he started yelping out, you know, they the a couple of the ladies kind of it kind of caught them off guard, and uh, they jumped a, a, a few, you know, about a foot backward. It almost looked like, but uh, it, it's just a neat place. So I would encourage you to go. But if, like I said, if you need, Brother Ron is a wealth of information for uh, the Creation Museum, and he really, he'll help you with that, so see him, all right? Daniel chapter 4. Daniel chapter 4, moving right along at the speed of a snail. Uh, this is actually the 16th lesson in the, that we've had in, in Daniel and I've enjoyed it. I'm, I mean, I'm learning things in it that I've, that I've found, that I've not known or studied. And so, uh, I mean, it's, I've enjoyed it. And so, please, and pray with me as we move into some uh, different things on Sunday afternoons. And uh, I want to preach on some things that would be helpful to you as well. So, uh, please, you pray with me about that. Daniel 4, found your place. Amen. Amen. It's, we'll read down through verse 6. It says, Nebuchadnezzar, the king, unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the high God hath wrought toward me. How great are his signs, and how mighty are his wonders. And notice their exclamation points. 
says his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. Verse 4 says, I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in mine house and flourishing in my palace. I saw a dream which made me afraid and the thoughts upon my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. Therefore made I a decree to bring in all the wise men of Babylon before me uh, that they might make known unto me the interpretation uh, of the dream. Father, help us, Lord, and I pray, dear Holy Spirit, that you'd help me and fill me as uh, God help me to rightly divide your word of truth. Lord, I don't want to say anything that would take Scripture out of context. And, and uh, so, Lord, help me to stay within the confines of the word of God. And, and uh, Lord, that you'd bring to our thoughts and to our hearts, uh, God, what you have for us tonight through the study of your word. Thank you, God, for it. Bless the reading of it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Well, when you get there, now we're in chapter 4, you look in verse 1, and the first thing you find out is Nebuchadnezzar's had another dream. And this one really shakes him uh, to his core. And, and, and then just like the first dream, he doesn't know what it means. Uh, and, and, you know, there's a lot of things when, uh, when I was thinking about this, a lot of things when we read the Bible, we don't understand what it means, right? I mean, we can all say amen. I read stuff in there, and I, but, you know, I know someone who I can go to that will help me to understand it, and his name is the Holy Spirit of God. He authored Scripture, and, and so we see Nebuchadnezzar, he's, he doesn't understand what the dream means, and but the difference, if you notice here, between this dream and previous dreams is that this one is about Nebuchadnezzar personally and not about nations. Uh, it's a dream that focuses on a character problem more than prophecy. And, and the character problem that we see here that, that God points out in Nebuchadnezzar's life is the problem of pride. Right. Amen. And we can all say amen. amen. Most people deal with this same issue to some degree or another, we all deal with that, that old thing in us called pride. And now everybody must say amen because we, we all deal with it. Saul dealt with it. David had a problem with it. Hezekiah had a problem with pride. And that's just to name a few who dealt with the issue. A lot of Christians today in churches have problems with pride. Look in Psalm chapter 73. Psalm chapter 73 and verse 6. Uh, while you turn there, you can go ahead and turn and I'll, I'll read. I've got three verses I've just uh, chosen out. I want to read them to you. It's Psalm 73 and 6 though. It says, Pride compasseth them about as a what? Chain. chain. Now I want you to hang on to that. Let me read again. Pride compasseth them about as a chain. In other words, pride binds people, okay? Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 2. It says, when pride cometh, then cometh shame. But with the lowly is wisdom. I'll read it again. Proverbs eleven two. When pride cometh, then cometh shame. But with the lowly is wisdom. Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 23. It says, a man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. Listen, pride compasses people about as a chain. Still today, 
the preacher preaches, the Holy Spirit of God begins to move in people's hearts. I mean, uh, but it's pride that keeps people from moving. Right. Amen. 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 The invitation is given. Uh, people's hearts are stirred. Uh, the Holy Spirit of God begins to deal with them, but they don't come. Pride. Those whose lives aren't counting for God, uh, they're moved in their hearts, but they don't come. Why? Same reason, pride. Um, they know that they ought to come to the altar, but the Bible says, but pride binds them like a chain. Boy, we, got, we get to thinking about what someone else will think. We get to thinking about all kinds of other things on why we shouldn't come, but we never think about why we ought to come. Uh, pride. Um, we have here in chapter 4, in, in Daniel 4, the account of a man who came to know God in a personal way, one who was so thrilled about it that he not only wrote his personal testimony, many people believe that Nebuchadnezzar uh, either wrote this or had someone write it for him as he dictated it. And if that be so, it's the only uh, by only a chapter or part of the Bible that's given to us from a pagan king. Okay? Now I want, uh, we're going to keep going because I want you to see something else. But he, this is his testimony. But he's instructed that it be sent out to all the nations of the known world in that day. And, and, and which reminds me of a, a, a Pauline epistle or a Pauline letter where Paul, when he wrote, he wanted all the people uh, of the world to read it. And he said this, he said, peace be multiplied unto you. I mean, he was overwhelmed by God's mercy and that God's mercy reached down to him and saved him. And, and you know, we all ought to be that way. We ought, all, all of us ought to be overwhelmed by the mercy and the grace of Almighty God. I'm thankful today that God saved my soul. He didn't have to. Listen, none of us was worth you know, uh, I've always said we're spit. Yeah, I mean, that's not, you know, that's an old, I, just deal with that, okay? <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, we don't want to go there, but, you know, we, I, I, we, I've been thinking, I was talking to Brother Mark about we, people, how easily they are offended today. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by the mercy and the grace of God. Amen. Listen, thank God that he saved me. Psalm 66 and verse 16, it says, Paul says, come in here, or, or the psalmist David says, come in here, all ye that fear God, and I will declare what he hath done for my soul. Amen. Listen, this, it, where we're reading here, Daniel 4, it describes here that what Nebuchadnezzar has given to us, and and we have a remarkable spiritual history of a human soul in the hands of an almighty God. Amen. And we read of Nebuchadnezzar's reaction to his dream. And if you turn over there, if you need to turn a page, if you look in verse 17 of chapter 4, we see that, that Nebuchadnezzar praises God for his sovereignty. He says, The Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth uh, it to whomsoever he will, and setteth up over it the basest of men. The first thing I thought was, well, we know that's going on right now. <laughs> but then if you look in verse 35, there's another statement that says, 
that God, he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? Listen, I'm thankful that what, everything that's going on today, it's going on because God has allowed it. Amen. And so we see Nebuchadnezzar here where he's speaking about this. And the first thing that we notice is that he gives a public declaration uh, and, and, and he's about to make a proclamation that has the force of law because if you look in verse 1, notice how it starts out. It says, Nebuchadnezzar the king. I mean, this tells us that what he's about to say is important. Right. Uh, that it's not the word of anybody else, but it's the word of the king. It says, Nebuchadnezzar the king. And so, listen, when I thought about that, I mean, Nebuchadnezzar is saying, hey, uh, I want you to pay attention to, because what I'm about to tell you is important. Well, can I tell you that, this evening that, listen, we have the words of a king in our hand. And it's not the words of just anybody. It's the word of God. It's God speaking to us. And, if just, and, and, and Nebuchadnezzar, he's saying, listen, you need to give what I'm about to say to you some respect. Well, listen, we need to give the same respect, more respect to the words of Almighty God because God is speaking to us. And we can say amen. In fact, hundreds of times over and over in Scripture, the Bible claims that it is God that's speaking. And you know what people say oftentimes when we tell them that this is the word of God? Oh, anybody could have wrote that. But anybody did not write it. It was authored by the Holy Spirit of Almighty God. And this we know, listen, by, by the hand of God, that God is speaking to us. And when God speaks, we ought to listen. We ought to listen. Uh, yet a lot of people today have a take-it-or-leave-it attitude when it comes to being obedient to God's word. And we can all say amen. If we look in verse 1, notice it says, all people. And that represents all those in the known world at that time. It, it represents everyone under Babylonian rule. And Nebuchadnezzar wants everybody to know about his, what I've called a tree dream experience. Notice verse 2. Nebuchadnezzar now, he's got a burden to tell others about uh, his life-changing experience with God. And, and I, I like what he said. starts out and says in verse 2. Tell me what it says. He says, I what? Well, keep going. I thought it good. What did he think was good? To testify about God's dealings with him. I mean, he's neither ashamed. Think about it. This is a guy that not do, it hadn't been long before that he, listen, he, he said, who is this God who's able to deliver you out of my hand? Okay. Now he, he's a little bit different. Uh, he said, I thought it was good to testify about God's dealings with me. And, and, and now he's neither ashamed. Listen, you know, listen, he's not ashamed. He's not hesitant to talk about, listen, what could have been a real humiliating experience for him as a king. And so he's, uh, what's taken place has caused him to rethink his position uh, regarding God's position and power. Listen, you know, it'd be good for a lot of people to rethink their position about God's position and power. Uh, some believe here that Nebuchadnezzar was saved by his dream experience, and I don't disagree with that because of his willingness to make public 
his experience with God. Uh, when a person gets saved, they want to tell other people. And so I'm not just totally uh, disagreeable about that that could have happened. And so Nebuchadnezzar's here. He's, he's wanting other people to know about what God has done, and he's willing to tell people. And, and you know, folks, listen, as believers, we're commissioned to do the same thing. We're commissioned by God to tell other people what God has done for us. Listen, what better person to talk about uh, the Lord Jesus Christ than people who's been had an experience with him, who's witnessed him? And so Nebuchadnezzar, uh, in principle, he shows obedience to this commission, and he says he believes that it's good to show or declare his experience. And I think God agrees with that. You say, how do you know? Well, because it's written in here. And he tells us about it. And so it's, it's a prompting in verse 2. Verse 3, we see praise. Uh, notice what it says. He said, how great are his signs. I mean, think about it. It's an exclamation point. So he's making a point. He said, how great are his signs. And I got to thinking, that's, you know, that's great. How can you explain the, the, the signs of an almighty, omnipotent God? And, and, you, and you understand now that Nebuchadnezzar, he's had this troubling and frightening dream that God has given him. And Nebuchadnezzar, listen, he's a prideful king. He's self-sufficient. I mean, if you remember, you, you remember how he's got here. You remember? You remember the great image, the golden image? You know, he's exalted himself above God, and he said, hey, here's what, y'all, here's what all you thousands and thousands of people do when you hear all this music. Then you're going to fall down and worship this image. You know what he's saying? You're going to fall down and worship me. And he's exalted himself above God. Now God's about to teach him a little lesson. You know, one thing you never want to say to God is, I'm never going to do that. You know? I've learned as a, uh, a preacher, as a pastor, that you never say things like, man, I'd never do that. Yeah, you know, you don't want to do that. Well, Nebuchadnezzar did, and it got God's attention. If you want to get God's attention, say that. Okay? Nebuchadnezzar needs to learn that God is sovereign, and he needs to learn that God controls this world's rulers and kingdoms and The rulers of this world, now think about this, they rise and fall because of their wicked behavior. I was reading the book of Proverbs this morning, and it talked about how the wicked rulers, they'll fall into their own pit. Amen. Amen. You give them enough rope, as my daddy used to say, boy, son, you give them enough rope, they'll hang theirself. Yeah, Yeah, they will. Uh, But God, watch this, when we're reading here, I want you to understand, it's not just then, but even now, that God uses all events to work things out according to his purpose and according to his plan. Everything that's going on today, guess what? It's happening. I mean, regardless of what's going on, God's going to work it out according to his plan and his purpose. Nebuchadnezzar is the same way. So if Nebuchadnezzar wanted to be blessed by the only true God, then he's going to have to walk humbly day by day. He's going to have to renounce sin, and he's going to have to live a righteous life. If you and me want to be blessed by a holy and a righteous God, then we're going to have to renounce sin. Come on. Uh, We're going to have to walk humbly day by day. 
and we're going to have to live a righteous life. Uh, you cannot be blessed by God any other way. Uh, and my wife told me that when I was preaching Sunday talking about going uh, unto God from idols, that I kept, I didn't change that around, you know, but listen, today you and I, we don't need to wait and clean up our lives and then move to God. That simply says to unto God from idols. In other words, God first, God will help me clean that up, and, and then, listen, and then all this other stuff will just go away. Too many people today think they can clean up their own life and then move to God. It'll never happen. Well, Nebuchadnezzar, he's got to walk humbly day by day, renounce sin, and live righteously. So he sends out this proclamation of praise to God, composed by him, and he says in verse 3, How great are his signs. And I got to think, well, what's he really saying? Well, he's saying, all the time, God is good, and God is good all the time. That, that's kind of what he's saying. How great are his signs, uh, the deeds of God. And I just wrote down a few little words. They're, they're tremendous. They're amazing. They're astonishing. They're powerful. They're magnificent. And the list can go on and on when we start trying to uh, think of the, the deeds of God himself. They're all of these things and, and, and much more. But today, think about it, we're giving all sorts of praise to people who kick, people who hit, people who throw, or even shoot a ball. And we give them praise like they've created something. Listen, they didn't create anything. I understand what we're saying, but listen, throwing a baseball... To the point where can't nobody hit it for nine innings. Listen, is that really praiseworthy? Not really. Not when it comes to God, it's not. Listen, when we begin to praise someone, listen, we ought to praise God and we ought to save our greatest praise for Him and Him only. But we've given our praise. And I mean, we talk more about baseball and and football, and basketball, than we do Jesus Christ, who saved our soul, and, and about a God who created all of this stuff. But folks, listen, they, they've not created anything. They're, and I thought, you know, uh, uh, compared to God, their accomplishments aren't even a speck of dust when it comes to God. They don't even, they're not even on God's radar. Uh, but listen, so God help us. And so Nebuchadnezzar, he goes on, he's he says, how great are his signs, but he goes on to say his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. Now, uh, this is an, is an admission from Nebuchadnezzar that his kingdom is temporary. Listen, the way he gets started out, he's making you think he's going to be around for a long time. He'll be around as long as God allows him to be around. Amen. Amen. But he is making an admission that his kingdom is temporary and God's kingdom is eternal. I am thankful that God's kingdom is eternal. And one of these days, he's coming back to set up right here on this place. And if we're saved and we're, listen, we'll get, we'll be caught up in the rapture. And, and listen, and those who are saved, listen, we're coming back and we'll rule and reign with him for a thousand years. I was telling our men last night, but the sad thing about it is, 
people will live under the reign of the Lord Jesus Christ for a thousand years, and after the end of that thousand years, he's going to release Satan for a short season, and people that have watched him rule from the throne of David in Jerusalem will still reject him. I, I, I just, I, you think, man, how can they do that? Well, that's, that's what sin and Satan does for you. Listen, the Bible says the God of this world has blinded the eyes of men. Listen, God's kingdom is eternal. The scepter of rule falls from the hand of the monarch to be taken up by the next person in line. Presidents come and go. But God's kingdom is from generation to generation. Listen, God's kingdom, the, the same God who ruled back in these days of Daniel is the same God that rules today while we are alive. And he'll be the same God who rules in eternity future. His kingdom is forever and it is eternal. And I'm thankful that once he gets started, listen, it's never going to stop. And I'm thankful. Nebuchadnezzar is giving him praise over that. Notice verse 4 and 5. He gets started talking about now he's a little distressed. He says, I saw a dream which made me afraid. And the thoughts upon my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. I'm telling you, he's... Uh, but notice where he's at when he has all this. He's at rest in his house. He says... He is flourishing in, in his palace. I mean, everything's at peace. He's, everything is going good. He wasn't at war with anybody. Nobody's at war with him. I mean, he's living in a beautiful city. I mean, he has everything he wants. But folks, that lets me know that earthly riches and prosperity will not bring you peace. They are slippery at best. Listen, you can have all the earthly riches that you can have, and you can have all the money in the bank, you can have all the security, but you can still be, listen, just like Nebuchadnezzar, you can still be in your own thoughts, and you can be at unrest in your thoughts, unrest in your life. You can be troubled and afraid, but listen, you'll never be at peace until you are at peace with Almighty God. Amen. Nebuchadnezzar, he's having trouble. Uh, he's got everything he wants. Listen, in, it, it, notice what Job says in Job 14, 1. Um, you know, it, if everything's going good, just hang on. Come on. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> it'll get bad. Job 14, 1, notice what he said. Man that is born a woman is of a few days. And what? Full of trouble. I mean, now Job isn't saying that to try to discourage you. I mean, he's not trying to uh, get you to think, man, woe is me, what's the use? Not, not at all. He's trying to, he's telling us this to cause us to put our emphasis on the heavenly and not on the earthly. He's saying, listen, you got to understand that man that's born a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. So don't get your eyes on things that are down here, but you need to get your eyes on the things of heaven and things that God does for us. And, but I'm telling you, uh, earthly peace and prosperity don't last, not, the, not by way of this earth, but spiritual peace and prosperity last forever. 
I'm thankful that no matter what comes in my life, I can still be at peace with God. I can still know that God has my back and that he's going to take care of me. And, 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 and we see that Nebuchadnezzar, he is, he is in a, his palace. Things are going great, but he's troubled. You ever been that way? You ever think, I mean, you, everything seems to be going good, but you just still can't seem to get, find any rest and there's turmoil in your soul and in your, listen, then let, there, maybe God's trying to talk to you about something. Maybe there's something between you and him that you need to get straight. And, and God trying to get Nebuchadnezzar to wake up and think this very same thing. And, but notice in verse 5, we see the cause of his distress. It's a dream. Uh, it's, but it's a dream that God gives him. And folks, listen, dreams still upset people. Still today. I mean, <clears throat> my kids growing up, I can still remember my, all of them at some time or another, more than once. Uh, at late at night, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, the door comes open and they come in the bedroom, they're crying and they're, can I get in the bed with you? No, what's the matter? What's the matter? They said, I had a bad dream. I mean, dreams trouble people, but not just kids. Uh, they trouble adults as well. Adults have been known to uh, do the same uh, as a result of a bad dream. I've seen, I've seen grown people weep over dreams that they've had, uh, afraid. Uh, the Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar had this, and it says these dreams made him afraid. That word afraid means to crawl away in fear. You know, the world today, think about it. Man, are, are we not bound by fear? Man, I mean, we live in a society where people and media are fear mongers. And people, Christians included, are, are bound by fear. Isaiah, look at Isaiah 26 and verse 3. Isaiah 26 and verse 3. Nebuchadnezzar, I mean, he's fearful. He said, they've made me afraid. And the thoughts upon my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. Isaiah 26, 3, found your place, say amen. It says, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Why? Because he trusteth in thee. You know, the Bible says to gird up the loins of your mind. How do we do that? How do we, how do we protect our thoughts? Come on, amen. Listen, if you're finding things in the old world trouble you, maybe you need to read the Bible more. Amen. And I don't mean to read it just to read it. You know, um, there's been years that I've read through my Bible and I read it just to read it through. Because, I, you know, I wanted to read my Bible through. I don't do that anymore. I'll set myself on a Bible reading schedule, and I usually set it up for about 18 months because I don't want to hurry. Now, sometimes I'll get through. Most times I get through before the 18 months, but that's not the way I start out. I start out, and I read, and I say, Lord, I'm, I'm going to start reading, and, and if, I find, if I get somewhere that you don't want me to hurt, then you stop me. And then I stop, and if he gives me something, I write in my Bible. Amen. 
Now, if you don't like to write in your Bible, then get you, go buy you one of them Bibles that's got an empty page in the middle of every other page. And then write on it. But listen, there's things that God gives me, and I write it down. And, and I've looked back through my Bibles over the years, and I'll be reading something, and I'll say, man, did I write that? That's pretty good. But you know how I got it? The Holy Spirit gave it to me. And I, I read it, and I took my time, and I allowed the Holy Spirit of God to give it to me. And there's times when I sit down, and I'll read, and, and I'm thinking, man, that's pretty good. I didn't see that before. And, they, and by the, before I know it, I've read 10 or 15 chapters, and I'm thinking, man, I, I didn't realize. I, you know why? Because you're getting in the Word of God, and you're letting the Holy Spirit of God to move you, and you're allowing to read it. And listen, and when you get in the Word of God, and the Word of God begins to give into you, then you'll find that peace that passes all understanding. Uh, we give our time and our thoughts to so many different things today. Listen, uh, we live in a world that is media and, and social media crazy. And if you're not careful, myself included, I'll get on my phone and I'm not even really looking at anything. I'm not even trying to find something. And next thing you know, and, and I'm doing this, and I... And next thing you know, I've spent 30 minutes. And all I've done is this. And then I stop and I think, exactly, what am I doing? I've just given 30 minutes of my life I'll never get back to. What is that? It's nothing. You know what's happened? Satan has robbed you of a half an hour of your life. But that's not the only thing, though. Uh, we give our time to a lot of other things, it, and it, it's not necessarily bad in and of itself, but it's taken us away from... I, I could have been doing something 30 minutes. God may have had something for me during that 30 minutes, and I completely missed out on it because I'm sitting there with, what, thumbing through my phone. And I, God could have said, man, I had a blessing over here for you about 15 minutes ago, and you missed it. I wonder how many blessings uh, we're going to get to heaven, and we're going to get to see th some of these things, and, and, and God's going to give us a glimpse of our life, or perhaps, and, and we look back and we see all the blessings that we just walked by simply because we've got the worldly blinders on, and we've completely missed out on what God has for us. We'll be thinking, man, alive, that, I could have had that. I could have done that. Man, God was going to do this for me. What, what was I doing? Listen, I don't know that we really want to know what we were doing when we missed out on that. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 11. I'm, I'm almost done. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 11. Find you, if you find your place, say amen. amen. It says, be perfect or mature. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. You see what that says? The God of what? Love and what? Peace. Huh. If you want peace, real peace, it's only going to come from one source. Amen. One source. 
In other words, you're not going to get peace by a bank account. not going to get peace by um, anything that this old world might give you. It's only one source, and that's from God. And God gives his people perfect peace. Perfect. But watch, perfect peace is given only to those whose mind and whose thoughts are stayed on him, fixed on him. That word peace, if you look that up, it means to be in harmony with God. Yeah. Have you ever seen, and I thought, have you ever heard anybody sing a duet and the person singing harmony is completely off? I have. Sound like a train wreck. This guy over here is trying to sing the lead and, and he's got the, he's singing the soprano, the melody line, and I mean he's doing his best and he's staying on it and he's trying to sing on key. And this guy over here hadn't hit a right note since he started. But this guy over here, he keeps plowing through, keeps going, keeps going, and he's thinking, maybe in a minute, maybe this, maybe this next few notes will get on key. Listen, I used I sang in the choir in, in Emmanuel Baptist Church in Pontiac, Michigan. There's about a hundred choir members, and I stood right beside the guy that sang the loudest of anybody in there, and he never sang a right note. But he was, the, he was the nicest guy that you would ever meet. He was the friendliest. And I think they let him sing in the choir just because he was such a nice guy. But do you know how hard it is to sing the right note when the guy singing next to you is singing loud and in your ear and singing wrong? Pretty hard. Can you imagine that God is right here? And he's walking the right path and he's got everything that you need. And, and we're over here, and we're doing everything. It, every step that we take is wrong. Every step that we take is out of harmony. Every step that we take is like fingernails on a chalkboard. But God keeps going. God is faithful. He is true. Can you imagine in his heart he's thinking, surely, surely, in a minute, they'll get in step. Listen, peace means to be in harmony with God. That lets me know that, um, that if we are not at peace, then we're not in harmony. You see, because it's got to be one or the other, and I, I, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's not the Lord. So if we are, if we are not in harmony, if we have no peace, it's because we're out of tune. We're out of step with God. He say, well, how do we get it? Well, we get back in harmony. John chapter 14, verse 27. It says, peace I leave with you. The Lord says, he said, my peace I give unto you. You see, God's peace delivers a person through all the conflicts, strife, divisions, trials, and temptations that come in life. So I ask you, are you at peace? Do you have peace? If not, why? Maybe it's the same problem Nebuchadnezzar had. Remember that word? Pride. Now, you know, pride sure keeps us from a lot of things. But God help us not to ever let it keep us from having peace with God. 
listen, it's, it's, all, it's all up to us. It's not, listen, he's already done his part. He's done everything that he could possibly do for us. If you're walking this evening and you're not walking in peace with God, come and get it. Amen. Come, the Bible says. And God said he will give us peace that passes all understanding. Amen. And all God's people can say, Amen. Father, help us. Lord Nebuchadnezzar, he's really trying to teach you something, Lord, and uh, you're trying to teach you something through him. And God, I pray and I ask you, Lord, that you'd help us. God, help us not to allow that old sin of pride get in our way. Lord, I think pride has kept us from having so many blessings from you simply because we didn't put that thing aside and walk in harmony with you. Help us, Lord, not to forfeit our peace but God help us to come and say Lord here I am Lord use me and God give us that peace that passes all understanding Lord if there's someone here tonight God that needs something special from you I pray God that they'll come in the next few minutes Lord give this invitation for just a moment and I'll give you a praise in Jesus name amen while heads are bowed and eyes are closed and the Lord speaking to your heart about something then I just invite you to come do business with him.